You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to a Locked On Crossover. This is where we go behind enemy lines every week to see what the other side is doing. Robert Land, host of Locked On Texans with you, along with Cody Rourke, host of Locked On Broncos. And Cody, guess what? We got some fun stuff to talk about. Demarius Thomas to the Texans for a fourth round pick and they're swapping sevens. Uh, tell us what to think. What, what should we be? Should we be happy? Should we be uh, worried? What, what, what do you think of that deal from a Texans perspective and a, and a Broncos perspective? You know what? I'll tell you from a Broncos perspective, very bittersweet day in Broncos country. You know, Demarius Thomas was a key member, arguably the best wide receiver in Broncos franchise history, alongside Rod Smith, who openly rooted for him to uh, surpass his records. You know, a bittersweet day Um, for Houston's fans. You know, I, I, I guarantee you. Coming to it with an open mind, you're looking at a guy that played with Peyton Manning. You're looking at a guy that's had you know some ups and downs, had a, had his best peak years with Peyton Manning, had a pretty good year when Tim Tebow was the quarterback for the Broncos. Now it's kind of dropped off a little bit when you had Trevor Simeon. Quarterback was a big issue there. He's been fairly consistent this year with Case Keenum. It's just the thing is the Broncos have wep- you know other weapons getting open like Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick, Demarius Thomas still being a very reliable target, second on the team this year for the Broncos in, in terms of receptions and yards. But, uh, you know, Houston fans should be ex- excited for what they're getting out of Demarius Thomas. You're going to get a guy that's a veteran. He's a good leader in the locker room, in the community. He's a guy that will mentor some of those younger wide receivers. He's a guy that Deshaun Watson can find a little bit of solace with outside of DeAndre Hopkins because guess what? DeAndre Hopkins easily the best wide receiver on the Texans right now. You add a guy like Demarius Thomas, he'll move to a number two wide receiver spot for the Texans in this point, especially with the injury to Will Fuller. We'll talk about that here a little bit later. But you, with Demarius Thomas, you're going to get a guy that's going to be reliable. When it matters the most crunch time situations he's a guy that Deshaun Watson can count on especially if you have teams trying to double cover or bracket cover you know uh DeAndre Hopkins you're going to have Demarius Thomas as an option for Deshaun Watson to try to get the ball to and I think that's going to be a big difference maker I think he's going into a good situation down there in Houston you know like you said the Houston Texans are red hot right now Demarius Thomas I think eventually you know when it's all said and done when he's done in Houston I think he will uh, sign a one-day contract with the Broncos and retire a Bronco. But you know what? Texans fans should be excited. They're getting a very good professional guy on and off the field. They're getting a good leader at wide receiver. They're getting a guy that can be very productive for them. Five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. You guys know that. Uh, our Texans listeners might not. Career 665 catches, uh, over 9,000 yards, 13 yards a catch, 60 receiving TDs, and eight years He's had four coaches and more than six QBs, but I guess the concern <laughs> is, and you tell me, I mean, you've got Case Keenum throwing him the ball this year. Uh, the re- quarterbacks haven't been the same since Peyton Manning. His yards per catch has decreased for the last five straight years. Does he still have that speed? And of course, the other thing everybody wants to know is uh, dropsies. He, he's got some drop problems over the last few years, uh, well, I mean, maybe over the course of his career, uh, is that something that should be a concern for Texans fans? No, I don't think it should. You know, I, this is the number one analysis you'll hear from people. You know, obviously drops have been a concern. He had that one year. Uh, it's not an excuse. He had that one year when his mother was, you know, waiting on the on the board to see if she'd be released from prison. I mean, she was going to she was going to be sitting in prison for life. But 
uh, at, at this point, you know, she she was somebody that was considered and, and pardoned. And there, it was during that year we saw Demarius Thomas start to have issues with drops. I don't know if his focus was all the way there. Demarius Thomas has played banged up. He's had hip injuries uh, since he's been in the league. He's play, He hasn't missed a game as a Denver Bronco since being drafted. He's been a very durable guy for them. So, really, he's been a tough guy. He's, he's just grinded. You know, he's had off games. He's had games where he's had drops. Absolutely. This year he's had four drops on 57 targets. Not too bad. Uh, a couple of those drops came early on in the season. One of those plays, you know, I don't really count it as a drop when you have, you know, a Pat Bruce Irvin in your face on a quick screen route. He blew up a play, blew up the Broncos blocker, hit Demarius Thomas as he went to go catch the ball. I, I don't count that as necessarily a drop, but stats do. Demarius Thomas, you don't have to worry about things like that. You're going to get a guy that's reliable. You're going to get a guy that's fairly consistent. I mean, Demarius Thomas week in and week out since having that kind of game against the Oakland Raiders week two of the NFL regular season has been very solid for the Broncos. They had a big game against the Jets. A lot of that came late in the game as they made a push. And, you know, three targets, three catches this past week against the Chiefs, you know, a lot of that is due to the offensive coordinating, the the play calling, things like that. Haven't been going to Demaris Thomas. Have been going to Emmanuel Sanders. Been going to tight ends. Been going to Philip Lindsay out of the backfield. Has been going to uh, you know Tim Patrick on one play. Demaris Thomas is that guy that you know he'll catch a he'll catch a, a route at five yards and he'll get you an additional six and then go down you know on a slant route or on a on a small post route things like that he's going to get you yards he's going to be reliable and he's going to be a very big weapon for Deshaun Watson and the Texans in the red zone the Broncos this year have struggled in the red zone Case Keenum struggled in the red zone I think going into uh, Houston you have a situation where. Like I said, teams are going to have to worry about DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be a perfect opportunity for Demarius Thomas to have some success, and you guys are going to get a good guy. You know, I think the Bronx is going to really miss him. I know I'm going to miss him. One of the most professional people I've ever covered in the National Football League, so it's been fun. Are you happy with this deal from a Broncos perspective? I mean, the, the thought was we're going to – we got younger guys. You know, I, that that's what I hear. Yeah, it, like I said, you know, I think it's a uh, bittersweet, you know, and the reason why is because Demarius Thomas has been the absolute most professional person to be around at Broncos country, you know, at the UC Hill Training Center down there in Denver. He's been phenomenal to be around, phenomenal to cover, phenomenal player, just a phenomenal human being. And, and you, as a Broncos fan, somebody who covers the Broncos, you're bittersweet because he's been such a valuable piece of the franchise. However, you look at it from a business standpoint, Demarius Thomas getting up there in age a little bit. Um, been playing in the league quite some time. He's at that point where the Broncos are looking at going to some of these younger receivers and Deshaun Hamilton, obviously Cortland Sutton, the NFL. You guys know about Cortland Sutton being in Texas. You know about his ability. He's been phenomenal for the Broncos this year. Emmanuel Sanders still a guy that's been just absolutely going crazy this season, having a good year himself. Demarius Thomas just wasn't getting a lot of looks from Case Keenum and this Broncos offense. And and so overall, I think from a standpoint there, you know, you're sad to see him go. But financially, business-wise, too, was a good move for the Broncos because it clears up uh, over this year and next year. It's going to clear up close to almost $18 million in cap space. Yeah, I believe the Texans took on the 4.5 remaining million of his salary this year. They're going to take on the 14 next year. So for the Broncos, cap space-wise, it opens them up fairly nicely in 2019. So they have the opportunity to make some other moves with that. And like you said, you get a fourth-round pick, and you swap seventh-round picks as well. The Broncos have had a lot of success overall in terms of getting some good value out of those mid-round draft picks. I mean, look at it this year. 
Royce Freeman. You look at it with Cortland Sutton. You look at it with Isaac Yadam. They've gotten some value at some of those mid-level picks, and and I think that was a good value there. You know, it's not like Jerry Jones trading the first away just to get a guy like Amari Cooper. I think you know what. The Broncos could have got a first-round draft pick if they wanted to trade Demarius Thomas to the Cowboys. But, you know, it's just not that market right there. His production with the, you know, like you said, four quarterbacks since Peyton Manning. The production hasn't been there the way it was with Peyton Manning. You know, like I said, he set a single-season record in terms of receiving yards in 2014 with over 1,600 yards receiving and also, you know, 111 catches. That was huge. He had 10 100-yard games and a seven-game streak where he had 100-plus yards receiving. So the Broncos aren't far removed from that time frame. So Demarius Thomas coming into a great situation. You know, like I said, it's bittersweet. You always envision Demarius Thomas. If you're a Broncos fan, you'd envision him retiring in that orange. I asked uh, our Locked On Texans Twitter followers, do you like the Demarius Thomas trade? It was pretty unanimous. 89% said yes. And and that is a great personal story. You mentioned his mom, but this, is, this guy's gone through quite a bit. And you guys know... Uh, Texans fans will learn, but when he was a child, police raided the house where his mother and his grandmother lived. They were arrested and sentenced to 20 years in prison and life in prison, respectively, for crack distribution. Uh, they got their, their mother got the sentence commuted back in 2015, saw, like you said, his uh, game for the first time, one of his games for the first time, and his grandmother as well got her sentence commuted about a year later. So just a, a remarkable backstory Uh, The guy that was throwing him the ball is what I got to ask you next. And we're going to get to that in just a second. I just want to remind everybody that if you're enjoying Locked On Texans and Locked On Broncos, tell your friends, let them know they can find us on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, and iTunes. You can support us by sharing our show links with your social media followers or take a few seconds, rate us on iTunes. Got to talk about our partners at MyBookie because, hey, maybe you want to make a little money off some NFL games this Sunday or even... The NBA, that's getting rolling. If you'd like to do it, go to mybookie.ag. Remember who you're betting on. It's just as important as who you're betting with. They've been in business for years, have great reviews, and their mobile site, super easy to use. We'd only recommend a service that's been good to us. That's why we urge you to make your way to mybookie. You win, they pay. They've got in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. If you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. And if you wait till 6 p.m. 5 Mountain Time, you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code LOCKEDON25. Go ahead, wait till after dinner, take the extra money. Remember, it's MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Cody, we got to talk a little bit about Case Keaton because Texans fans are always interested in what's going on with him. What's the story? Let's talk about on the field before we get into the uh, Bill O'Brien, Case Keaton, Tay-to-Tay this week. But uh, tell us what's happening with the uh, case on the field. Turnovers, I, I understand, are a problem. Yeah, you know, turnovers have been a very uh, rearing issue for Case Keenum. He's thrown an interception in every single game this season. That's been one of the most frustrating things in terms of just ball security as well. He's been sacked a few times, given up fumbles. Turnovers have been very, very huge for Case Keenum, and and more so we're getting the uh, old-school Houston Texans Case Keenum compared to the uh, Minnesota Vikings Case Keenum we saw last year. But, you know, he's still – 
over the last couple weeks, he's played he's played fairly well. My biggest critique of him is he does hold the ball a little too long, and the offensive line is really not that good in pass pro. They're a much better running team, so they should run the ball more. But however, they drop Case Keenum back into the pocket, especially in play action. To me, Case Keenum is better off doing play action, rolling out to his right. I think he's better rolling out and throwing than he is just staying in the back and, and waiting to find somebody. That's been an issue. But, yeah, you know what, just Case Keenum, Week in and week out, I mean, he's a great professional, very humble guy, admits his you know, mistakes, takes blame for things, absolutely does all that good stuff. But overall, turnovers have been an issue, and he just hasn't looked like the same player that we saw last year. You have to wonder, is that coaching or is that player regression? For me, looking at this situation in uh, Minnesota last year, I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. Are the Broncos going to draft the quarterback, or do you feel after watching him for a little bit, maybe you give him a little bit, uh, more leeway, maybe another year or two, or you just kind of waiting and seeing right now? I think the Broncos give him another year. Now, here's why. When the Broncos signed him initially to that contract, a four-year deal, the Broncos have an easy out after year two. So the Broncos right now aren't going to give up on essentially an $18 million a year investment after year one. He's got to play better. He's played decent. He's got to play better, though. The Broncos aren't going to give up on him right now. However, when you look at the situation, if Case Keenum struggles continue throughout the rest of this year and into next year, you could see him being benched next year. Essentially, the Broncos could look at drafting a quarterback this year. I'm not certain of that. You know, a, a, a evident target would be, a, you know, a Justin Herbert out of Oregon. But really, I think the draft class for quarterbacks might be a little bit better, not this year, but next year. Uh, after Case Keenum's second year as a Denver Bronco. If things aren't working out, they have the option to cut ties and move on, and they have an option to have a you know a selection of some pretty good quarterbacks, especially Tua coming out of Alabama. He's the talk of the town, possibly a Jake Fromm. There are a different, there's a bunch of different dynamics occurring right now in the National Football League. You don't see a lot of veteran quarterbacks out there in free agency that can come in and make a difference, unfortunately, for the Broncos. And and so at this point, they're going to stick with Case Keenum, I believe, for another year. If he has a bounce back year, he finishes off the year very strong. The Broncos still, statistically speaking, have a chance to make the playoffs if they can run the table with eight straight games. The schedule is almost is decently favorable for them to go at least ten and six at best, and maybe at that point you might go seven and nine at worst. I think the options are there for a multitude of different things depending on how they play. But Case Keenum, if he can play better, I think the Broncos can do a lot better, and it all starts with him eliminating turnovers. He's had one in every game, so that's going to be a big key week in and week out to see if he can drop that habit that he's developed so far in 2018 yeah the the story here was uh obviously bill o'brien uh and and, uh keenum and keenum said that in his book that he said that um coach o'brien looked at me and said i'd never be more than a third string quarterback in the nfl and you know it's one of those things where well is it keenum or or bill o'brien but the passage in the book tells me that Keenum remembers it pretty specifically. He said, quote, I knew the Texans were going to release me once I got the call. So I drove to the facility feeling pretty bad, bad, but not entirely hopeless. I wanted to face my destiny like a man. I also wanted to get some feedback from the coaches after they'd spent the offseason with me. I wanted to at least find out where I could improve and maybe even get some advice on taking the next step as a player. That's not what happened. And that's when he said, Coach O'Brien looked at me and told me I'd never be more than a third-string quarterback in the NFL. And, and Cody, to me, this was so specific that, you know, if it's between Case Keenum 
and this really specific detail and Bill O'Brien who sometimes has a hard time remembering when he's supposed to challenge a play or call a timeout. I'm going to go with the guy. uh, The better memory is probably Case Keenum in this case, because that affected his life way more than it affected Bill O'Brien's. Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought the same thing when I heard of, you know, I've seen Bill O'Brien. I've heard Bill Bill O'Brien talk many times. He's, he's very outspoken. He doesn't shy away with saying how he feels. And, and in his evaluation, he probably said that with Case Keenum during that time. And, and I, you know, I, I think for a guy like Case Keenum, you use something like that. I think any guy at any sport, no matter what level you play, will take stuff like that. You can either do one or two things with it. You can take that advice or that feedback that you get, whether it be positive or negative, and you can let you can allow it to define you and you can believe it. Or you can work to change the narrative. And I think that's what Case Keenum has done. And certainly he did that in 2017 with the Minnesota Vikings. He had a phenomenal year. I think a lot of us thought, where did this guy come from? What happened? Now, I I posed the question a little earlier. I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. I'm not sure right now with the Broncos scheme that maybe he might be in the best situation coaching-wise. I know in the offseason, you know, if the Broncos continue to lose the hot seat for Vance Joseph, it's warm right now. And I think if the Broncos lose to the Texans, it'll be hot before the bye week. But some candidates, John DeFilippo down there at Minnesota, an offensive coordinator, will be a sought-out candidate. So possibly there could be that tie if that happens where they bring in DeFilippo as the next head coach for the Broncos if he decides to leave that situation down there in Minnesota for a head coaching job. Those are just all hypotheticals. But overall, you know, I I, I think Case Keenum has been a phenomenal guy. Last time we talked, we, we talked about how professional Case Keenum is and, and watching him at SMU, uh, against SMU, for example, watching him at the University of Houston, take on guys, you know, teams like SMU and other teams in that area are just thrashing them, shredding them defensively. He's a professional. He's a very humble guy. I would technically believe Case Keenum in this situation a little bit over Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I love Case Keenum, and and I thought he deserved more of a chance that he got after his first year as rookie year. He's put in a horrible situation. There was all sorts of issues when he was with the Texans the first time, and that was unfortunate that he had nothing to do with any of that. And I think OB came in, and I remember specifically, you just watched OTAs in minicamp, and they just never put him out there as a second string guy, even a second string. It was, you know, he was already sort of banished as soon as Bill O'Brien walked through the door. You know, I want to get your thoughts on just uh, what, what the Broncos fans might be interested from a, you know, from the Texans perspective, just what, what we are up to. But uh, just a quick reminder that our Locked On NBA podcast uh, with host David Locke has added Sam Amick from The Athletic uh, and Ben Golliver of SI to the weekly lineup. You probably remember Sam Mamick from his years at USA Today. Great reporter. Also, if you listen to Lockdown NFL, you hear Texans, ex-Texans uh, quarterback Sage Rosenfels every week, along with ESPN's Mike Sando and Pro Football Focus's Mike Renner. So go check out Lockdown NBA and Lockdown NFL. All right, Cody, uh, what, what do you guys, uh, what do you want to know from a Texans perspective, I guess? Uh, what are the Lockdown Broncos listeners might be, what, what might they be interested in? Oh, man, you know, there's a lot of storylines. Obviously, I don't think we know this information yet, but, you know, will Demarius Thomas play in this game? Is it possible? I think it could be something you see, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, Will Fuller going out with that ACL injury. Very unfortunate. A guy who's been having a better year for him overall. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You have Sammy Coates. Who else in the receiving core do the Texans necessarily have in this matchup? And, And if possible, if he does play, who does Demarius Thomas surpass, do you think? 
Well, they have Sammy Coates and Vincent Smith that Bill O'Brien has not been willing to to play much at all. Uh, at the slot, Tyler Irvin's been playing the last couple of weeks. He's running back, uh, kick returner, punt returner. Uh, but Tyler Irvin has been getting a lot of the slot time with Kiki QT, the fourth-round pick, who's looked incredible when he's played. The problem is he's had hamstring issues, and we're still waiting to find out what his status is going to be. They could desperately use uh, him because uh, he's really liked by Deshaun Watson so far. But, yeah, if Demarius is ready, and I, I'm hearing he's going to be in Houston by Wednesday, the Broncos already have got it working on a tribute video from what I hear when he, yeah. when he comes in. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to be playing and, and he's going to be playing a lot. He better be ready to learn that playbook and, and get it down. But the, the Texans offense looked as good as it's ever looked uh, this season in that Miami game. And hopefully they can continue the momentum. But, you know, I'm expecting a much tougher defense with the Broncos. Uh, your defense looks pretty darn good. I mean, are, are you are you happy with the way they've played so far? I'd say in spurts, I think the Broncos have played relatively well against good competition. You see it against the Rams game. They, they really did a better job in that game of really solidifying themselves. And in that first matchup against the Chiefs a few weeks prior, they almost revealed like a formula to NFL teams. Okay, this might be how you stop a Patrick Mahomes who's been absolutely red hot. You get pressure to him. But the Broncos went on to lose that game, and I don't think a lot of it was due to the defense. It, you know, there were some defensive lapses there, but the Broncos' defense has been strong in a lot of areas, and, and they're trying to rotate guys around a little bit, trying to figure things out in the secondary. There are some issues in the secondary uh, behind the number one cornerback spot where you have Chris Harris Jr., so – Really, my question to you here, and and I want to talk about Deshaun Watson, his rib injury, and and maybe looking at the question of will you know will the altitude affect his ribs and and his ability to breathe due to that rib injury he's been having? Um, but more so, I want to look at the matchup. We're probably going to see Chris Harris Jr. lined up on DeAndre Hopkins. That's probably going to be the matchup we see. One of the best receivers in the league against one of the best corners, and I would be I would almost hazard a guess and say that the Texans might match up Demarius Thomas on Bradley Roby and. Those guys have battled in training camp, uh, but Bradley Roby right now, a lot of teams are looking at him as the weak link on this Broncos defense. What kind of matchup nightmares do you see essentially for Deshaun Watson to really utilize against this Broncos defense when you have Bradley Chubb and, and Yvonne Miller off the edge that are absolutely crashing down and causing havoc, both leading, you know, both guys have, I believe, 14 sacks combined between the two of them. They've been wrecking havoc. Um, he currently, you know, Bradley Chubb leads the league right now for amongst rookies in sacks, so what is your kind of scenario here for the the Texans offense? What is your game plan against this Broncos defense? Last week and recently, they've run the ball well. Lamar Miller with the biggest game that we've seen in a long time, hundred something like 33 yards. So that's what I'm kind of expecting. I think right now, Deshaun, we've talked about it on our show, needs to be game manager Deshaun Watson. And he needs to take care of the ball. They need to run the football. Don't get hit. Of course, you mentioned it. Uh, those two guys, Miller and Chubb, are going to be all up in his face. I mean, as good as the offensive line looked last week, it might have been just a, a little bit of a mirage. We're going to find out if they can handle things this week with Davenport and Kendall Lamb. Uh, Lamb's a little bit better on the right side than, than Davenport is, but uh, both of those guys are going to have the ultimate test, and, and that's a concern, but... You know, if you look at everything, this is going to be a defensive battle because uh, football outsiders, their DVOA rankings, uh, if you if you buy that, uh, the Broncos, they're seventh on defense. The Texans are now fifth on defense. 
So it's basically defense against defense because the offenses obviously are uh, not quite in that same category. All of Denver is pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, Case Keenum and he's got him to he's got him at, at tenth. But the, and the Texans' big problem has been the red zone. But they they looked a little bit better there, and maybe De- Demarius can help him in the red zone a little bit because uh, that that's been an issue because you can you could load up on DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller maybe a little bit better in space than he is close up. But uh, they got a couple of touchdowns from their tight end last week, the big rookie. But rookies are going to be inconsistent. Jordan Thomas got a couple of t- touchdowns. So, I mean, that's kind of where, where I'm seeing the game go. What about you? You know, I think of this, too, when I look at the Broncos defensively. I, I'd say it's a defensive matchup for sure. But, you know, the thing that really kind of scares me a little bit, Broncos have had some struggles against some athletic quarterbacks. And Patrick Mahomes is, is no difference, no exception to the, to the theory here. Deshaun Watson is very mobile. Last year when we watched him play as a rookie, I was like, okay, this guy is going to light up the NFL for years to come. This guy looks phenomenal. He Obviously, having an ACL injury kind of changes that narrative a tiny bit, but he's been playing pretty well. When you have a guy like Deshaun, I mean DeAndre Hopkins, the catches that he makes, even the catches that don't get counted as catches, unbelievable. I mean, this guy's very athletic. I think it comes down to the team that really, essentially, I say the defense that forces the most turnovers in this game. I think is going to win for the Broncos' offense. They've turned the ball over quite a bit. The Houston Texans with, you know, J.J. Watt, Christian Covington at D-end, and you have different guys, Zach Cunningham, inside backer. You have, you know, Jonathan Joseph, Aaron Colvin. You have some other guys, Tyron Matthew, Kareem Jackson. These guys that have contributed and played for this team consistently and defensively, they have the opportunity to make a lot of plays. The Broncos have given up a lot of sacks. Garrett Bulls has given up, uh, I believe, six sacks this year, um, six holds. So really, I would look for the defense, you know, Romeo Cornell and his defense to really kind of game plan and trying to get pressure on Case Keenum, trying to stack him, trying to force errant throws into coverage. That would be the game plan for the Broncos defense. You have to find a way to slow down DeAndre Hopkins and, and be able to plug the Miller, uh, plug the lo- interior of the line against Lamar Miller and guys like Alfred Blue. And you have to keep contained on a guy like Deshaun Watson who can hurt you on the ground with his legs. And, and to be honest with you, the Broncos, too, they've struggled in coverage with tight ends. Don't let Ryan Griffin slip out untouched against the secondary. We're going to see uh, uh, Sua Cravens back this week for the Broncos. Finally activated after being on injured reserve, delegated to return after week eight. He'll be back. He'll be a key piece with Will Parks at dime linebacker for the Broncos. The matchup specifically with tight ends. Kind of, I look at this matchup too. I, I say which maybe a, a bold prediction. Whichever defense scores first, I think wins the game. Don't worry about tight ends with the tight. I don't think that's going to be a concern. Maybe I'll, they'll surprise me. Uh, just having those two touchdowns, I'm like, well, that's probably their two touchdowns for the for the three weeks that we're in right now. But uh, you mentioned Zach Cunningham, also Jonathan Joseph. Both of those guys very doubtful. I think that they play. Cunningham got banged up, and so did Joseph in the last game. So that's going to be huge. I mean, without Jonathan Joseph, he's their best cornerback. He's played really well the last couple of weeks, the last maybe three or four weeks after struggling early in the season. That that was one of the problems. The coverage was not good in a lot of different areas. And Joseph was one of it, but he was, he's back to being the same Joseph until he got his knee banged up in the dolphins game. And then Zach Cunningham, that's a sneaky big story because if he doesn't play, and the Texans are already without Dylan Cole, their main backup middle linebacker. And those are their two best guys in coverage. Bernardrick McKinney is not good in coverage. So it's uh, possibly Brian Peters or the rookie Peter Columbayi. Maybe Josh Kyes. 
None of those guys do I expect anything big from. So if Case Keenum and the Broncos know how to take advantage of that and and find the mismatch right there, whether it's the running back or tight end or slot or whoever those middle linebackers are covering, I think that's a real soft spot for the Texans this week. And and that's a concern going into this game. I mean, I'm 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 a little bit worried. The Texans are pretty banged up for this game. I don't expect them to win this game, but uh, it's going to be. Cl- I mean, I, I would be shocked if it wasn't close. But I'm just, I'm just not quite expecting them to win this game. I mean, it, it seems crazy for me to see that the Texans are going to win six games in a row. Ah, you know, it's certainly looking. You know, the, let's think about it too. They started off zero and three, zero and three, and a lot. You know, they some of their losses they didn't look good, and all of a sudden they started finding rhythm, finding momentum. Five in a row. They're red hot right now. They're not being talked about a lot, which I think. Yeah, I think ideally you maybe want that for your team because I think too much media exposure, too much media discussion kind of overhypes things, allows guys to get big-headed. So I think the Texans have a lot to play for. They just have a lot of talent offensively, defensively. They have some talent too. I'm worried about it specifically more so. Guys like J.J. Watt and, you know, Jadavian Clowney trying to maybe get around the edge a little bit. The Broncos' offensive line has been absolutely horrid in pass coverage. But the Broncos really, their strength is within the run game. Their run blocking is phenomenal it's superb philip Lindsay averaged 7.6 yards per carry last week he could have ran for more he had 18 carries close to 100 yards he had several big runs i'd probably say two big runs that were 20 plus yards called back due to a holding call the broncos had 10 penalties last week 83 total yards that was killer but the broncos they're missing some things offensively and, and i'm hoping they can get back on track this week against the texans like i said it's going to be an emotional game Demarius Thomas last time in Denver, not in a Broncos uniform, but in a Texans uniform. And the Broncos will have a video tribute. A They will pay tribute to him before the game. Absolutely phenomenal. I, you know, you might get a little teary-eyed there. I, I really appreciate everything Demarius Thomas has done for the Broncos. I think he's going to be a big asset to the Houston Texans. You guys got such a good human being and wide receiver, I think it's going to make a difference for him in Houston. That's the X factor this week. I mean, if there, if there's anything that could go right for the Texans, it's, you know, Demarius's revenge, I guess. <laughs> that's that's what I'm ex- Maybe, maybe that that's the, because that's where they might get offense that, uh, that they weren't expecting, you know, without Will Fuller, of course, and, and just, uh, you know, with the Denver's defense, I think, being pretty solid. I mean, I, I like what I saw from Kansas City. I mean, it's crazy when you give up 30 points to the Chiefs and you go, well, that's that's uh, what a bad defensive effort. It's it's the Chiefs, and it was just – I was amazed at that, that they were able to do that much with the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are just – an offense is ridiculous. Yeah, well, hey, you know, I think there's a note. I totally – it went over my head, but – Wes Welker is a coaching assistant with the Texans, and those guys played together. Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker. So they're going to have that little bit of a connection or maybe just seeing each other and, and reminiscing on the good times. You had Peyton Manning and, and things like that, but obviously a cool connection down there. Wes Welker really avid in terms of wanting to work with wide receivers a little bit more. I think he can help out. Uh, I think having Demarius Thomas there is going to be good for some of these young guys and Vincent Smith and and Kiki Kuti. And I think there's going to be a lot of uh, good opportunities for this Texans team going forward with the leadership in the locker room. I mean, you're not just getting a guy on the field that's a leader in the locker room for morale. Demarius Thomas is one of the best guys you can have. You got anything else? I think I'm. I've, I've, we got it covered. 
I'm all good. You know, I, I want to thank Texans fans that listen to, obviously, Locked on Texans and the Locked on Broncos podcast for the crossover show. You know, we appreciate everybody that listens because it, it's fun breaking down this matchup. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, you can catch out Robert and myself. We'll be live tweeting the game. I'll be posting my analysis as well. You know, I love interacting with fans of all teams. I cover the Broncos, but I also love covering the NFL. So if you're a Texans fan, shoot me a follow on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. I will follow you back. Just mention it to me. Love to follow, talk football with you. Very uh, impressed with where the Texans are heading so far early on in the season. A good record, good start, 5-3 and three overall, shaking off a rusty start overall. Okay, the Broncos get back on track. That's going to be a big question. But, hey, Robert, very, very excited. Love doing these shows with you guys. Can't wait. Can't wait for Sunday. Looking forward to it. At Locked On Texans on Twitter, of course. At Locked On Broncos. You just mentioned it. At Cody Rourke NFL. Thanks for joining us, everybody. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 